Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. A couple weeks ago, I did a workshop, and it was mostly women in business and the nonprofit industry. And then there was a few people there from manufacturing, hospitality, and other types of nonprofit supporting roles. I had a great question after one of the workshops. She was near retirement age and she got laid off. She was completely lost. She didn't know what to do. There's all these jobs available in the job market and she wants to restart and step into her purpose. So she literally asked me straight out, what is purpose? And I was taken back because I've actually never gotten that question. I do leadership coaching, burnout coaching, I do workshops all over the place, and I've never gotten that question, what is purpose, and how do you step into it? This lady was in a restart of her life, and she didn't even know the next step. She didn't know what to do, because she was lost. So I was taken back by this question. I usually can pull together enough information and resources to provide people a sense of direction. That's why I'm a burnout prevention mentor. That's why I'm a burnout guide. But this one threw me back. This is really a philosophical question. What is purpose? How do we step into it? So the definition of purpose is one's intention or objective, a goal, determination, or effect of your actions, the motivating direction in this universe, or whatever power you believe in. Then I take a step back and I look through my burnout books. There's no information inside those. So I take a reflective approach on my own journey. Burnout was never part of the business plan. You may have heard me talk about that on earlier episodes, But now we're on episode 32 of this podcast, and I was never even supposed to be talking about this topic. When I started my business, I stayed in my comfort zone. I stayed with what I know. Leadership coaching, working with emerging leaders, middle management, soft skills in the workforce, team building, all things that I am very good at. But then people were contacting me about burnout because they were seeing me at these workshops and in the workforce training others. And I looked really good. Previous, I definitely looked like death. And they're like, what did you do? How did you do that? How did you recover so fast? Where are you finding this information? And what they don't understand is, I've been on quite a journey. It wasn't a one-stop, one-book type of research. I started with how I heal my body, the physical nature and how things work. How I find that natural balance? How do I identify signs that my body's not okay? I went on a herbal discovery with my gut gut doctor and how I can repair my organs, how I can support them through nutrition and the right foods. That turned into a social norms experiment because when I would be out with groups, the social pressures to eat crap food, processed food, and alcohol was high. And you were almost excluded from certain events once they found out. From the social norms, I turned into actions and habits and how I can sustain these with all the pressures against me. I looked into behaviors of others and how they affect me in my environment. And that finally led me to mindset and psychology work in order to support that initial physical gains that I had. Now, I had the physical collapse of burnout. There's certainly a mental piece of burnout that I'm still diving into research. But it seems like in the burnout community, physical is there whether you have the mental side or not. It's one of the same. 
So when I look at purpose, how did I get here? How did I get to be your burnout prevention mentor? And really, it came out of a couple questions that I'm going to ask you now. I want you to recognize before I ask these questions and, and push you is you don't step into something that's finished or done already. That's basically laid out for you. You need to believe in the process and the guides presented to you at the time. When I look at when I started talking about burnout, exactly almost a year ago today, it did not fall in my lap. I was not in good condition to actually even be talking about it. I was on my own self-discovery journey, my own self-healing journey. I didn't want to share that with anyone. I didn't want to post that on social media. Yet everyone was coming to me for tips, techniques, and advice. So I would refer them out to the doctors. I would refer them out to counselors that I knew in the area. I would refer them out to certain websites that helped me. And suddenly they were inviting me in for training their whole department or their whole workforce. I was creating content and training material around a topic that was really personal and private to me. And after the first couple times, the impact that those trainings have had was so energizing that I couldn't stop. Even though when I would end those trainings, the whole participant group would be quiet, crying, reflecting. I would think that I bombed the workshops I knew that they just stepped into a power of change. That I was able to give them some tools and techniques that aren't available in our society. I knew this transformation you could not ignore. That when I would do training workshops and soft skill workshops, it wasn't the same. Those things are offered everywhere. Those things you can get from other people. Maybe not the same interactive experience that I provide, but you can certainly go on the internet and find these things. You certainly can read leadership books and find these things. But this burnout was something that people aren't talking about. This burnout was something so prevalent in our society and our workforces and the elephant in the room that people were ignoring. And I was there standing in front of the room talking about it, giving hope, relieving that helplessness feeling with some light in the darkness. And I want to give you some questions now on how you can step into your purpose because I don't want you to step into something that's finished or done already or copying. I really truly want you to step into your best self. So let me ask you a couple questions. Here's the first one. Where are you energized when you're serving others regardless of the input of the brain or physical efforts? When I do my burnout workshops, it's exhausting. The pure mental toll of hearing some of these traumatic stories I cannot forget. I cannot release them. There's some stories that I just think about at night and these people and how they're doing. I, I give all the credit to counselors and people in the medical field and teachers and psychologists that hear these traumatic stories over and over and over again. It is very hard to forget some of these stories. But yet I return. At the end of the night when I'm exhausted, I have a part-time job, I have three kids, I have this business, we have a homestead, there's a lot going on. But regardless of that, at the end of the night, I want to take notes for the next podcast episode. I want to read books and actions, habits, social norm pressures, holistic health books, meditation techniques. I just keep going. Even though I'm exhausted, even though I'm tired, I want more. Again, regardless of the input of where my brain of physical nature is, I want more. I want to do it again. I wake up in the morning excited. I feel so much more energized when I do burnout workshops than leadership and soft skill workshops. 
So let me ask you again, where are you energized when you're serving others? And why I say serving others is because when you're serving others, you really can't go wrong. It's a selfless act in order to support and guide our communities to a better place. So if you're doing work right now and you don't feel energized, you get up, you have the coffee, you shower, you're driving to work, and you feel that wah-wah feeling, that's okay. But that means you also need to supplement it with some purposeful work. That could be working with nonprofits. That could be a side job that you do like I did. That could be a social media group in which you support people in your passion. I have someone that is a great mom. She has a lot of kids. She's a stay-at-home parent. She used to be a teacher. And she posts great summer activities for families to do all summer long so they don't go crazy. So they don't want to kill each other. So the siblings aren't biting each other's heads off by the end of summer. And that started because people were contacting her on what they can do with their kids in the summer. Because I think people underestimate their talents and skills. I'm a businesswoman. And I'm also a mom, but that does not mean that I know how to do these activities. That does not mean that I can take a Pinterest post and actually do it without getting stressed out. Some people have more talent for that, like this woman. And so she put it in very easy steps, very practical tools and supplies that anyone can do in their household through summer. A whole calendar plan, actually, she created for free. And she felt energized when she did that. She felt like she was contributing to society. And all it did was cost her a little time to take pictures of what she was already doing through her day. And she has thousands of followers that thank her for that. Think of the family impact that has on those children for those summers. Less stress for them. More fun, more creativity in their life. So where are you energized when you're serving others? Step into that question. The next question is a hard one. And I feel like... Those who listen to this episode will find a few maybe tips or when they see it, they'll know what to do. But then there's a few people that are really going to feel this one. Where have you had pain that you can prevent others on the same path? I will tell you that I know five other burnout coaches. I network with them. I refer people out to them for their specific situations that I cannot help or don't feel qualified in order to help them recover. We don't do things the same. I have a mom burnout that's very specific on stay-at-home moms. I'm a working mom, so I do not understand all the dynamics that goes into that. All the psychological effects of being a stay-at-home mom and isolated from people all day long. I'm more of a workforce mom, so that's where I support them. So I might refer people out to her. There's a dad burnout. I definitely can't relate to that. I know a burnout coach for healthcare professionals. She is a healthcare professional herself and still works in the industry. One of the keys is, where have you had pain and who can you network with? I will tell you that even if you have the same general business services, you are not the same. You do not provide the same services. You do not have the same purpose. I thrive in workforce burnout, workshops, and coaching. I do not thrive in teaching people about mom burnout. I'm slightly cynical about it, figuring it out myself. So I'll refer people out to that person or that coach. So I want you to start discovering where you have had pain that you can prevent others from the same path and start networking with others in that professional field. What do you like about their business models? What don't you like? What is something that you don't see in their business models that you can provide? The last question I want to ask you is, 
are you actively driving this or are you letting others drive this and this again was why you need to network other with others in the professional field or follow accounts in that same field when i look at why i did leadership coaching and soft skills in the workforce is because that's what we do in hr a lot of hr people step into that because they lived it they study human behavior they study all these social norms and communication and leadership to support their workforces so naturally it's easy to step into training others on it but like i said when more people were contacting me on burnout than leadership and soft skills training i realized i wasn't driving i was letting others drive it for me and once i actively stepped into the driver's seat my business took off when i actively started putting more effort into burnout prevention tools techniques this podcast the newsletter the amount of people that responded with thanks and that they were thriving and that they're changing was transformational again leadership and soft skills i you can get that anywhere the internet's flooded with it amazon books are flooded with it our community area is flooded with it but yet this burnout there was lack of resources so i became the mentor the guide on it some call me an expert but i don't like that word because that means i know everything and i do not so are you going to actively drive or are you going to let others tell you how to approach your purpose? Are you going to let others form your own opinions? Are you going to let others dictate your mindset around stepping into your best self? Are you not doing things because you're worried about what others think? And here's how we can address some of these questions. So the first question is, where are you energized when serving others, regardless of the input and output of your brain and physical efforts. The second question is, where have you had pain that you can prevent others from the same path? And the third question is, are you actively driving this or letting others in the driver's seat? Here's how we're going to step into these questions. I want you to explore this passion through a growth mindset. You're already exploring something to reduce your pain. You're already trying things to step into your best self. What's working and what's not? How can you keep going down the path of what's working? Stay in that growth mindset. Don't just stop because it's successful. Do more of that same thing. Could you go further? That's a growth mindset. Don't fall back into this zombie mode of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Even though I have routines that work, I still have low energy routines and high energy routines so I don't fall off the wagon so that I can sustain these new habits. I stay in this growth mindset of if I really like something, I expand on it. I watch documentaries. I listen to more podcasts about it. I find more books on it. I network with more people in that industry. I keep going. Feed the need. The other thing you can do is join communities, clubs, or networking groups with similar minds. The peer thriving that I have with working with other burnout coaches, doing podcast episodes with them, just networking with different type of topics is a whole nother level of energy because they understand and they work in the similar mind that I do. Again, you want to surround yourself with where you want to go. When I go to certain networking events that I deliberately go there to re-energize, to thrive, it goes on for weeks, this energy. I have so many ideas and notebook pages full of things I want to explore, things I want to dig into, podcast episode, podcast topics, things I want to bring in my workshops. 
versus maybe a networking event that I'm required to go for professionally or have a vendor booth just to expand my business. There's a huge difference in the energy exchange you have when you surround yourself with where you want to go. Another action you can do is how you can increase your participation in that area you want to step into. Again, when I was in the leadership and development, you would be around all these leadership coaches. We would talk about the same models and it would just be like it was when I worked in the HR world. But then when I stepped into the holistic health, when I stepped into the mental health industry, when I stepped into the burnout community and people that can help those in need, the self-doubt and insecurities and the can statements just washed away. You actually find out that you know more than you thought you did, are thriving with the same statements and mindset as those around you. The other way you can increase participation is what destructive habits or behaviors and thoughts that are negative do you need to turn around? I didn't even want to network with another burnout coach because I thought they're a competitor. I thought, why would I want to talk to this person and feel like my self-worth is not enough because they've been in it longer than I have? Or that I'm going to find out that I'm more incompetent than I thought I was. Why would I want to do that? And let me tell you, when I networked with these people, the complete opposite happened. They would exchange ideas that I never thought of. I would exchange ideas back that they never thought of, even being in the industry longer than I have. These destructive thoughts that we have in our head stop us from actually stepping into our best self, from finding the support in our own industries that are there for us. It's like a free mentorship program. There's one person that I was always intimidated by his coaching, and we talk on a monthly basis, and it's completely re-energizing. He provides me with some insight and third-party thoughts, and I do the same. Yet I almost didn't talk to him because I thought he was a competitor, and we don't do the same thing at all. He's more of a life coach, and I'm more of a burnout coach. I want you to be protective of this space, this space of stepping into your purpose, because it will be stolen if you don't protect it. I am a very busy woman, and so it's easy for people to schedule calls through my lunch. It's easy to double book workshops. I'm actually double booked next week, and although I wish I didn't do it, it's for two different nonprofit industries, and so I wanted to make sure they had tools because obviously things are not okay in that industry, doing it by themselves and, and volunteering by themselves the last couple years during the pandemic, but I did not protect that space. So now I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling to figure out when I'm going to eat lunch. I'm scrambling to get a workout in that day. I'm scrambling to find some small white space to breathe. So what I did is the next day I made sure that that space is protected. I'm not going to fall off the wagon. I'm going to sustain that habit. So how are you going to protect the space of stepping into your purpose? Because life will continue. I promise you that. Obligations, distractions, expectations of others will all take your time. So how are you going to protect this purpose? There are times at the end of the night that I just want to Netflix and chill. I'm just so checked out from the day. I'm so exhausted. I just don't want to think. And I realize I don't feel great the next day when I do that. So I protect that space. I read. I write. Sometimes I just sit and stare at a wall. But I know if I protect the last half hour of my night towards those power habits that help me sleep and release the thoughts in my mind, the whole next 24 hours goes so smoothly. So I protect that space. I don't let it be stolen. That's why I don't, that's why I'm not around my phone either. Because any texts or social media posts can send me on a ringer the rest of the night. So I protect it. I want you to identify where you are right now and where you want to go. 
A lot of people in burnout want to step into their purpose right now. And I'll tell you, you are in survivorship mode. That is very difficult. If I would have started my business after I recovered, it would have been very different, probably a little more successful and less stressful than me doing it during my recovery. But again, purpose purpose doesn't have any boundaries. It will come in when you least expect it. So I wasn't planning on doing burnout and diving into this. I was doing stuff I knew. But during my recovery, it presented itself and I could not look away. Where are you and where do you want to go? What's the plan? What excuses are you making to push it off? Oh, next year when I'm less buzzy. Oh, maybe during winter when we're not running around as much. That's all excuses. There's little things you can step into daily, like reading an article, watching a documentary, shooting a message on LinkedIn Professional Network to someone's account that you follow, that you're inspired by. Those things take minutes. What excuses are you making to push this off? I will tell you when you step in your purpose, your true purpose, you'll wonder why you didn't do it sooner. It's one of those events. So read about it, write about it, step into it. I highly suggest writing about it. That's why I get out of these podcast episodes. I make zero money off of these podcasts unless someone buys my services on my website. But when I write about it, when I talk about it, things start firing in my brain. Ideas start coming in that I can incorporate in my workshops. It keeps me exploring. It keeps me going. And that's purpose. And then I want you to ask yourself this, this powerful question about what happens if you increase this energy? Right now you may be feeling inspired and, and on this discovery, but I want you to just think about if you feel slightly energized, just thinking about it, thinking about a purposeful topic that you want to step into imagine if you would act on that imagine if you'd step into a networking group or community with that same energy imagine you actually providing and serving others through services free group content just connecting with others and serving them what type of energy would come out of that we like to look away because it's scary it's new it's challenging and i want you to know that's just your brain's way of keeping you safe what if you stepped into that energy. I am so different once I stepped into that energy versus before. Before, I was recovering by myself. It was private. It was personal. I would put on the smiley face out in, in the communities, in the public. And then when I started talking about it, things got real. Things got raw. And things got transformational. I realized I wasn't alone. I want you to think about those questions. Where are you energized when you're serving others regardless of the physical and mental efforts? Where have you had pain that you can prevent others on the same path? And are you actively driving this or are you letting others drive? I want to leave you with one more thought and that's you will not be challenged in your convenience. You will be challenged in your chaos. So step into it. I know you're not lazy. Otherwise you wouldn't be here working on self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the adventure and finding energy towards your new habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions. Check out videos on burnout tools to move from zombie mode to liveliness on my website. See you soon.